Welcome to Grace Point Direct, a place that helps us all connect a little bit deeper in our church. I'm your host, Taylor Wood. The goal of each podcast is not only inform about the different things that we have happening as a church body, but also to dig just a little bit deeper into the different topics and issues that we should all find interesting. We'll be dropping a new episode each Monday morning, so make sure to subscribe so you'll get notified when it hits. Also, make sure you download the new Grace Point app where you'll find up-to-date information about upcoming events like baptism or maybe even in the future our strategy meeting. You'll find audio from Mike's latest sermons and a place to send him, most importantly, prayer requests and connect with our pastoral staff. Uh, Today we've got episode number 10 in our More Than a Minister series where we'll dig into our uh, Grace Point staff in a way that maybe you haven't gotten to yet. And I'm super excited to be sitting with a group of fellas that I get to work with on a week-in and week-out basis. We have with us today our Grace Point worship staff. Welcome, guys. Uh, In front of me, I have uh, Matt McCaslin, I have Denver Smith, and I have Nathan Tubbs. Y'all say hi. Hey. How's it going? Hello. They're very talkative. This is not good for an audio podcast. (laughs) So we're actually coming to you from the Worship Center. We're recording in the Worship Center today, which uh, mainly is because this is where we have the equipment to do some of the stuff that we do. But also I think it's really fitting because this is where we do a majority of our work uh, together. It's like the icing on the cake happens in this room. Uh, but we'll get into each one of these guys in just a second. So um, we're going to learn a little bit about their history, uh, where they came from, uh, a little bit about family, what they have going on right now, and uh, then what they do for the church. So buckle up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so Matt is our uh, music director. He's on staff as the music director here at Grace Point uh, and works with um, charts and uh, music things and I don't know Matt you do Matt does weird things none of us know what he does really like sometimes he just pushes buttons and stuff happens uh, a lot Matt could run the whole show by himself I think if it were just <laughs> yeah. Matt you could right I, mean, uh, like, I don't I don't I don't know about the whole show but I guess I want to get fired things yeah yeah Nathan and uh, Denver have like very little job security. I have very little job security because Matt could basically, basically just do it all. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Matt and Ableton, Matt could do it all. Uh, so Matt is our MD. He works uh, a ton behind the scenes, but also uh, is just about on probably, I don't know, Matt, 75% of the time, 80% of the time on set uh, playing keys. This Sunday you're playing bass, though. Yeah, man. Playing, slapping the bass. Um, That's going to be that. fun. So definitely an integral part to our team. Um, also, we have uh, Denver Smith, and he is sitting with us. He's going to talk here in a little bit about some exciting stuff coming up uh, for him. But uh, we have um, Denver on in really a multi-tool kind of way for our team. He does a ton of stuff, super talented, and I'll talk about how talented he is in a little bit. Or maybe he will. I don't know how um, how he's feeling today. Maybe it'll be you know into it. I don't know. Are you feeling good today about – Sharing your talents, or do I need to do that? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, we'll see how it goes. So, uh, he's a super talented guy. Um, Denver's actually in a what we're calling resident role. Um, our church has launched uh, something that's really cool um, called residencies, where um, we actually have people come in that are interested in ministry being their vocation, and uh, more than just something they're interested in, more than just a, an internship, it's something that they're really trying to invest in, and Denver absolutely fits in that role, um, because 
that calling on his life as a parent. So uh, we're super, super grateful. But I don't usually, Denver, I don't usually lead with you're in a resident role because it has connotations and implications, which are completely not true because he does all kinds of things for um, our team and is super um, a big part of it. And we also have a new hire here, and um, he's he's in a higher stool than all of us as well as we're doing this. Because <laughs> I'm shorter than all of you. He's shorter than us, so we we wanted That's to debatable. level the playing. Yeah, it's debatable. We haven't we haven't measured you and Matt and. Um, How tall yeah. are you, Matt? Uh, five eight and a half. Five seven. There oh, doggone it! Man, you're a, you're an inch and a half taller than him. <laughs> How does it feel to be better than me? <laughs> so good, so, so good. good. <laughs> it's blissful. <laughs> so Nathan uh, is actually a new hire. He's hired on as the production manager for our church, um, and it's it's a really really uh, awesome hire. I think it's it's brand new for us. It's a new step uh, for our staff, and for our worship on Sundays. He is also a talented musician. Uh, so we've got a bunch of talent, uh, talented musicians, at least, on our, our staff team here and on our worship team as well. Uh, but Nathan's going to be working a lot of with our front of house team, uh, a lot of volunteers and people that serve week in and week out up there, uh, making sure that things like slides <laughs> hit the screen. Right. Uh, and we had a little fun with that this past week. This that April 11th, this past Sunday, was his first Sunday with yep. us. But he grind, he was grinding for two weeks uh, before Easter, that, helping us yep. get into Easter. Yeah. So Nathan, we'll try not to. I don't know if we'll share that story or not. But Nathan has a little bit of a. Had a, we had some some baptism by fire a little bit <laughs> well, this that's past how Sunday, we learned the best. which may be a good uh, yeah. segue into why this team is important and kind of what we do, right? Because I'm not sure anyone would really know that those kind of problems happen. So true, you know. On yeah. uh, half yeah. the time, Matt, do they? Ha- do we I, have? Uh, I, it's not even that. Yeah, I feel like not that might that, yeah. be a high number. It, it's less than that. But I, I would say the feedback from at least my family that was in service um, mm-hmm. said they couldn't tell anything was wrong at all. That's what right. I to hear. So, it's good, good to hear. Good so basically we had a whole computer just freeze up and become not usable yeah. uh, 10 minutes before second um, service started. It was uh, the, the six most minutes, important yeah. Six computer. minutes. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the computer. Yeah. Uh, the and so Nathan was Nathan's back there. Um, Andrew had to jump in on that. Uh, a few yeah. other people. Michael Palladino was back there. Mike Manning. Uh, who else was back there? Shane Canals. Shane Canals was back there. Yeah. Um, also, uh, who was right? Chris was Chris back was there running lights this week. Yep. Scott Miller was on Pro Presenter running, yep. running some lyrics. So uh, shout out to a few of our our main guys there uh, really awesome uh, group but anyways they they kind of scrambled and got together and, yeah, and we so had lyrics good. and we so did it good. we did it. we preached the word and we sang songs so so matt let's start with you you're yep. on my left uh tell us about you as a kid where are you from where's your family originally from sure um and then even like who's your family now <laughs> yeah 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 so um i was born in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, we lived there for like a year or two, and then shortly thereafter moved to uh, Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth area. Um, I spent most of my life growing up down there. Um, uh, I am the middle of three children. I have a younger sister, an older brother. Um, my big dream when I was a kid was I wanted to be a scientist. Ooh. And I think that was primarily because my aunt had a boyfriend who was a chemist. Gotcha. Can I um, argue that you're kind of like a musical scientist? You can, yeah. And he had brought over some slime that he had made, and that was just the coolest oh, thing in the world to he me said, as a kid. I love science. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Slime meets science. Yep. Yes. I'm in. 
<laughs> I, I could see that, though. And that was long before slime was monetized. In absolutely. Anyway. So yeah, that's, absolutely. That's like a yeah, big deal. It was yeah. the forerunner for that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that one guy is responsible for yeah. the whole that's true. slime industry now. <laughs> maybe. So, anyway. Um, yeah. So, like I said, I spent most of my life down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We lived in a couple of different places. Um Married my wife, Tanya. Uh, we were actually junior high sweethearts. Went Whoa, to the same church. Yeah, it's nice. crazy, crazy. Same church and all? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and after we got married, we were sitting around talking, saying we didn't really want to, you know, raise our kids in Dallas. Um, right. Because it's just crazy. And her folks had just moved to the area a few years before. Um, her dad got a job with Walmart. And so um, we just prayed about it and felt God calling us to to Northwest Arkansas when neither one of us had jobs or really what any other was that? This was uh, 2000, it would have been winter of 2002. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we've been here since then. Awesome. Um, just fell in love with the area, and, you know, my wife's got some folks and stuff, the family that lives here, and yeah. we now have four children, um, ranging from 17 down to five. So Nice. Yeah, they're loads nice. of fun. Yeah, you guys have, and uh, your oldest just got... His license. Literally just got his driver's license. Yeah. Which we're very, very excited about. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. and I'm sure my wife Tanya is is a bit nervous about more oh, so sure. than I am, but he's a good yeah. kid. He's responsible. Yeah, he is. So. He is very he's he's a very good kid, seems very responsible. Yeah. Um Denver, let's go to you. Um you have much I mean, less farther to think back than Matt does. <laughs> um but uh where are you from? What's family like? Um and catch us up. Yeah, so uh, I'm 20 years old, 20, uh, turning 21 this month, actually, which is fun. So I grew up in the area, uh, northwest Arkansas, kind of Lowell, Fayetteville, Bentonville, Rogers, all my life. Switched around a lot of places. Um, I have 10 siblings. No, nine siblings. I'm a part of 10 kids, and I'm right in the middle of that, which is a heyday on family reunions. <laughs> we don't talk about Christmas. Um but yeah, that's kind of just who I am. I'm I'm here for the ride, hanging out. I've mm-hmm. um, got a girlfriend, Anna, who actually actually I can say it because this isn't coming out. This is it. Proposing today. Proposing so today. Hopefully, getting congrats. Can say well, it she's gonna say yes. We know it. She's gonna say yes. I mean, she's the one who. Was we'll have to edit this out if she doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Thirty minutes of this out if she doesn't say yes. So Anna, we need you to say yes so we don't have to do so much work on the back end. So congrats, newly engaged. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, were you born here? So actually, fun fact, I don't know if I've ever told you all this, but, uh, so all the way until I was like 16, I thought that I was born in Canada. Dad thought it was a funny joke. He was like, yeah, you were, you were born in Canada. You came down, you got dual citizenship. Um, yep, turned 16 and I told somebody I was, actually, no, no. My mom showed me my birth certificate. Born in Fayetteville. Um, <laughs> so. You're telling me that that was a lifelong joke. 16 years of my life? Until you yeah, were 16 years old. I so learned burned. four years ago that I was How many arguments or how many things did you get into when you were a kid where you were like, no, I have dual citizenship? And the other, your friends are like, no, no, you don't. And you're like, no, for real, I do. I didn't know what dual citizenship oh. until I was like in well, freshman did you, year of high school. <laughs> did you brag about being part Canadian? Oh, yeah, to like yeah. everybody. Everybody thought I was Canadian. <laughs> I was like, I'm the second Sean Mendez, but that's fine. that is. I know that that Ursula probably is Dion. not as funny to you as it is us. 
It's, it's funny now. It's funny. I was yeah. a little angry at first because I wanted to go to Canada for my 17th birthday. Three years of, years of therapy, you found it funny. Yeah, yeah. It's a couple more than that. No, <laughs> uh, but now you're, you're doing some online courses, uh, slinging some coffee, making it happen. Um, newly engaged. Dude, life is looking good. Life is looking good. Um, Nathan, we're going to switch over yeah. to you. Uh, give us a little bit of history. Yeah, uh, I'm the youngest of four. I'm 21 years old, turning 22 this month. Uh, let's see, I grew up in Dallas. Hold on, when's your birthday? April 30th. When's yours? 24th. 24th, okay. Yeah. I didn't know they were so close. I know, I didn't know. I should either. know that, but I don't. Sorry. Me and Denver are like oddly very similar this season. Yes. Um, but yeah, moved to California when I was 19 for like two years. Uh, just got back because of COVID. I uh, did a ministry school out there where I met my girlfriend, Mia, who's amazing. She's from Chicago originally, and uh, she got a worship gig down mm-hmm. here. She's a worship director over at Story Church, and um, that drew me here because I didn't want to make a five-and-a-half-hour drive every weekend. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, only yeah, five just and a half? only five-and-a-half, you know. Compared to 30 hours from California to Texas, that I mean, yeah. it's like, I'm like, ah, easy. Oh, you're saying Texas <laughs> from to Dallas. Here. I thought here, you were yeah. saying from California to here. Like, <laughs> wow, why don't people really do that drive more? <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> we should go to California more. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. 101, it's you know? Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty good summary in my life. Yeah. Right awesome. Well, you, I appreciate you guys sharing a little bit about where you're from. Uh, I want to ask, let's dive into. Uh, Strictly the music side of things real quick, because even though Nathan's in production and, and Denver's kind of doing all things right now and definitely looking at worship ministry as a, a vocational career, uh, Matt, you're going to have an interesting story because you've been at Grace Point for such a long time. We have um, some embarrassing YouTube even videos um, of Matt from a long time ago, <laughs> pre uh Pretty cool YouTube stuff. That's, um, that's true. You, there may even be some videos of me without the gray. That's true. I've been here so long. Maybe I just didn't recognize you yeah. in some of those. Yeah. Maybe there's more than I think. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I, I want to hear musical history, you know, musical background, basically even something that has driven you into uh, loving the music the, uh, the way that you do. Um, and we will, we're going to work in reverse order. We'll go Matt last. Okay. Then. So Nathan, let's talk to you. Uh, you know, I know that you've played. So at the church you grew up in in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, is where you started, uh, at least playing in public. Right. Um, but when did you start learning all the things? Yeah. So, uh, I do not come from that much of a musical family. My mom, uh, played, she dabbled on piano. She knew like the couple Hillsong Australia classics. <laughs> um, and so like that sparked my ear. And then I think I was like nine years old, I learned piano. And then like a year of that and I hated it cause it was so much theory. And I was like, ugh, like, I just <laughs> want to be a rock star, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, when I was 13 years old, I saw, uh, my sister got married and their wedding singer was just playing acoustic guitar for some reason, that really sparked my interest, and then I just started playing electric. Um, and ever since then, that's all I've done is just uh, practice electric and acoustic and stuff like that. And then um, I've been trial by fire my whole life with that stuff. Of uh, I knew two chords, and I got on the worship team. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. It yeah. was rough. <laughs> um, and then when I got familiar with that, I went to another church, uh, and then they're like, "All right, we only do the Nashville number system now." And I'm like, "I don't know what that is." And they said, "Well, you're on stage now, so you have to <laughs> learn it." So they're holding up like fours and fives, and I'm just playing like the wrong like flat chords. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of that has shaped uh, 
what I do musically and uh, how I lead and stuff like that. And yeah. I wouldn't give that up for the world, but it's been a process for sure. Yeah, yeah. Denver? Yeah, so uh, music's actually more of a new thing than, than not to me. Um, I started learning how to play guitar my junior year of high school. Um, and so I kept that and I started playing acoustic in my student band through high school. And then towards the end of my senior year is when, um, I got started, they threw me on keys every once in a while and I was doing the, you know, like the, the one, three, five with my index middle and ring finger, you know, mm-hmm. was, was one of those players. Um, but at the end For of For everyone else years, listening, that just means he was playing simple chords. Yes. He was just doing three notes. Very, very wrongly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from there, I really took an interest in, in keys. And then Anna, my soon to be fiance, she's a vocal education major. And so she was really helpful in being able to give me vocal lessons. And so my senior year of high school, I also started learning how to sing. Um, so only in the last two years have two, two and a half years as, as worship and any kind of music been actually a big part of my life. But since then, I mean, God's really just had a, a blessing over that and has really given me just some really awesome gifts to, mm-hmm. to utilize that and, and strengthen and grow that for sure. Yeah, I'll say you both, um, not to make you feel weird right here as we're publicly speaking, um, you both have a great natural giftedness, and uh, that's apparent. So um, I think you're right, and that is a God giftedness and something to definitely look for um, as you're listening to this or for you too, you know, just looking for that like natural God giftedness is a big deal. Um, and then we move into Matt, who has a ton of musical history. I do. So, yeah, kind of grew up in a bit of a musical family. Um, so was surrounded by music. My dad played guitar. Uh, my mom played piano. And they both just loved music. My mom was a huge fan of the 50s and 60s music. My dad loved, like, the 70s singer-songwriter stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and then, of course, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s, so... Um, yeah, just was surrounded in it. Um, I didn't really get super interested in actually playing music until a bit later, but so I took like piano lessons at seven or eight years old. Um, and my parents had, you know, kind of forced me to do it. I was not interested in it at all. I want to go out and play with my friends and, you know, so I did that for like six months, nine months, something like that. Finally convinced him to let me quit, took a break. And then when I was like, 12 or 13 years old I started getting really interested in music and Mm -hmm. just um kind of started picking things up and playing by ear and um you know um got involved at my church um in the youth thing we kind of sort of did a a little bit of a praise band thing right um and then I actually it's funny my then girlfriend now wife's mom played keys in the praise band the church we grew up in and right about the time they moved to northwest arkansas i was like 16 17 something like that i stepped in and started playing keys in the in the praise band in nice. the adult wow. service at the church yeah. we grew up in and so um it did you that feel for like, like you were, were you prepared for that 16 year old um I managed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely, it was a good learning experience because I was surrounded by some just fantastic musicians that, yeah. you know, could have been playing professionally had they wanted to. Right. Um, and so that was, right. that was awesome. Um, and then, you know, my, my family moved to a different part of the Metroplex. I got involved in another church, jumped right in, you know, the praise band over there. And right. um, through the years, I've just, you know, through a just, natural curiosity and thirst for knowledge. I've taught myself a bunch of theory online. Um, 
you know, and I've kind of focused on different things and, you know, uh, over the years. Uh, oh, the other thing I forgot to mention, my older brother actually was in like percussion and marching band right. and stuff. And so, yeah, just been surrounded in it. Love music. Um, it's a huge part of my life. I can't imagine, yeah. you know. Well, it makes sense that you would slip into that at a deeper level because, as Denver kind of mentioned earlier, there is a science to music as well. Yeah. There's a science, there's a math to yeah, music. I that's mean, that's true. That's kind of one, one of the unique things about music. And I think it's why uh, one of the reasons that it lends itself to being more of a universal language for people because there's math in music, there's science in music, there's art in music. And whenever you combine those things, you can really reach other people, like lots of different people that have those different interests. That's great um, and that's why like a worship team works out a lot of times. One, because what we're doing normally on a week-to-week basis isn't that difficult. There are some difficult moments, right? But like for the most part, you have lots of tutorials or different things that we have, but you can approach it in different ways. You can approach it in the theoretical, um, you know, mathematical or scientific way. Uh, you can approach it in an artistic way. Uh, and so it kind of has, there's room for different people to serve in this ministry um, it, the way that God's built their minds. Yeah, for it's sure. It's kind of interesting to see that throughout the years, seeing those different people come in and out of the teams. Absolutely. And how that shapes things. So speaking of over the years, <laughs> uh, I want to start here with you, Matt, uh, talking about your entry into Grace Point and uh, talk a little bit about worship ministry whenever you guys got here. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I've been trying to remember exactly how many years it was. I, I feel like it was maybe... 2006 or 2007 when we first started coming. So what is that, like 14 or 15 years, something like that, um, that we've been involved with Grace Point. It's funny, my wife and I actually first attended Grace Point when they were meeting in Reagan Elementary um, long before, like early, early days. I didn't even know Reagan was that old. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And then we, um, I actually hired a guy that his wife was the children's director, and he told me about the church, and we came and visited and just fell in love with it. So. When we first um, joined, actually, Tim Logan um, mm. was leading worship. Yeah. Um, at the time, uh-huh. and uh, now, what, were y'all even in the uh, what was the old building warehouse? Yeah, they space? had just okay. built it. Okay. They had just built that first kind of phase okay. building um, when we started coming. Nice. And uh, yeah, so Tim so Logan. For those was, of you listening, where the the new student center area that's been remodeled over the last few months. Um, that's now called the big room or the warehouse, uh, if you know that the terminology. That used to be a full size. That that was it. Room that was our carpet. main church building, and, and we every, had yeah. worship services. And yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. And Jared Sears, I know who I know many people mm-hmm. um, in the church are familiar with, was actually the youth pastor at that time. Yeah. And, Is he the uh, local country singer? Is that what? Uh, he there is a rumor going around that he has a country band. Um, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like shady business to me. Me too, but <laughs> you should definitely go see it. Just to, just to check it out and see if it's shady. Yeah, sounds weird to me. <laughs> so you guys were he he, you were here when he stepped in as the worship pastor. I was, I was. Okay, uh, yeah. So Tim moved into kind of this media role, and Jared stepped over into worship ministry. And boy, those early days were rough. <laughs> it's uh, but passionate, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's the about heart, all you had. Our, like our, heart, our hearts were there, but that yeah. was about all we had. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's been really, really cool to be uh, able to see kind of the evolution of the worship ministry over all those years. And to your point, you know, I've seen so many faces that have come and gone, and um, but it's it's been really, really neat. 
Yeah. Wouldn't trade it. So you two, Nathan and Denver, don't have a long history at Grace Point. Denver, you've been here. It's been a year, over a year now, right? About a year and a little less than a year and a half, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you started coming right before we shifted online for COVID, I think, like right before that time. So that was nice um, for you guys, I guess, to get that full experience too. Yeah. Um, Nathan, obviously, you're pretty fresh in your perspective of Grace Point. Um, so maybe speaking to just worship ministry and um, you know what you see here and, and now getting involved with the team, what cool aspects we have going on. And uh, I'll let you fight over who talks first. It doesn't matter to me. You want me? Y'all can rock, paper, scissors for me. Um, so it's been really interesting. Uh, so I come from a, from a lot bigger of a church. And so coming here was, was really just um, a start of a new kind of heart for me. And it, it really freshened up a lot of things for me. I was really kind of burnt out already from ministry with just being so young and immature in my faith um, and utilized in so many different ways that I was never poured into. Um, so when I started coming to Grace Point, it was more of, hey, I know that you want to serve. I know that you want to be on this team. You want to be up here doing anything, being in the booth. Um, but you need to look at your own heart first, and you need to grow here and mm. here and here yeah. and here. Those were a lot of fun conversations, were they, at the beginning? Where it, I it, mean, was, it was awesome. It was yeah. really a lot of, you know, Philippians 3 talks about how the Word of God is, is meant for teaching and rebuking mm. and, you know, recycling that and then also just growing. Um, and so those first couple of months here were definitely a lot of those teaching moments mm-hmm. and rebuking that um, as I as I continued forward. And then, you know, accepting this resident role job, there's been, you know, just so many changes even in that since I've since yeah. I've started on with how we interact with the team, the connectability that we have with each other, um, how close this group has kind of gotten together. And, and it's it's honestly felt like a mm-hmm. another rebirth again, even within our own ministry the last couple of months. Yeah, because we've gone from uh, just the shifts that we had to make as a church over the last year. Um, you know, Andrew Brown was worship pastor as of last June. I mean, yep. it, it, we hit last June, and and he was the worship pastor I was on, um, in a kind of an associate pastor, student uh, student worship role, uh, also working with the, uh, the teams in the booth, uh, audio and, and lighting, and so we went from that. Of course, Matt was on uh, as well. Uh, but Andrew stepped into a new needed role for our whole staff, uh, still as a navigator, and uh, I, I step up. And so at that time, we we lose a whole person on the worship staff, mm-hmm. uh, a whole full time position. And so in, in all of the transition over the last year, we really have, to your point, had to rebuild a little bit of of a team and a workflow. And and um, Matt, you know, has been has been filling the gaps, especially my gosh, the spring. You know, has been. Uh, been crazy for us to, uh, you know, working on some different things. But I'm sitting here looking at this. There's four people are on a circle now, whereas eight months ago, ten months ago, you know, it was me and you talking there at two. Rights yeah. That's <laughs> Barbecue. Right. That's right. Uh, you know, saying, well, Matt, here we are. You know, this is uh, <laughs> you and me. It's uh, well, we'll get done what we can, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's been a really good progression of things. I'm glad you bring that up. And Nathan, you know, you coming in. Uh, third week. <laughs> yeah, your third week, and uh, I'll say this just so um, uh, because I want to I want to shape this. I think this is important, and we we miss out on this sometimes in the church culture of things. Um, just like with a residence residency role in Denver, you know, Denver feels like he has um, this vocational call on your, on his life. It's different than wanting to be a part of of worship ministry. It's different than um, just volunteering, which is is equally as important and as valued. It's just different whenever you feel like it's a vocational pull right. on your life. 
you feel the same way about church worship in sure. in general like vocationally speaking this was kind of a cool step for you yeah. from our conversations of being able to say i'm going to start establishing some experience and Definitely. um stepping into this role yeah um yeah i was a contract guitarist for a lot of different churches in dallas and um and here when i got here i, I worked for life church a little bit and um that gave me a really big worldview on churches of how much some had and how little others had right. um and you know being a worship person you get uh you get to be around a lot of divas too and i i'm not <laughs> no, saying i've no. i've never been a diva when i can't run stereo you know yeah um i've had a lot of conversations with that, <laughs> that. um but man grace point really uh my experience so far has been like y'all have everything neat and tidy yeah. Um, and the things that you don't have nailed down yet, you have a really clear vision for. Um, and that's just something I appreciate of y'all know what your equipment is, what you have, and you're not just buying to buy stuff, but yeah. uh, you're actually wise about it. And you're trying to implement uh, certain systems for your volunteers to just be uh, kind of able to just punch lights or um, right. do audio stuff. That's so good. Um, yeah, whenever you have a, a volunteer-ran team, which is, we, we say that Grace Point is a volunteer church, right? Um, and that's just like the best words that we have to come up with that stuff. We don't really know what to call ourselves as we all get compensated in some way to do what we do. Right. Uh, our The majority of our team does not. There's compensation in, I guess you get uh, compensated by the Lord. You know, I don't know. Crowns what, in what, heaven. What, yeah, <laughs> crowns in heaven, I don't know. But, but this is what we do. I mean, I think that uh, just the fact that we're compensated for this is its own little piece, but I'm saying uh, for a volunteer-ran team, you have to think that way, right? right? Like you have to think uh, how do you put things in place to make it easy to come in and, and rehearse. So we've been spending, spending hours talking about just the, the, the apps and the tools that we have accessible to our worship team for just re- doing little things like rehearsing, you know, and, and getting yeah. ready for each week. And uh, or coming coming in and, and setting light cues and all these things that that seem really nice on Sundays, but we've decided to worship Jesus in this way, right. and so let's do it in the best way possible. Which doesn't always mean let's buy whatever we need. Right. Sometimes the best way possible is how do we best utilize what we have exactly. and yeah. train best and, and work through. And to me, the best way possible is working through the church. Mm-hmm. And at Grace Point, we're very cautious about we want to make sure and work through people. Yeah. and let people serve the church as well as we serve the church. So, All right, I want to talk about just uh, one more little piece of things, and then we're going to wrap for the day. Are you guys ready for this? All right, bring it. Okay. Andrew Brown started this tradition. So if it seems weird, email Andrew. <laughs> but we have a silly question of the day that we do. Most of our rehearsals, we haven't done it a whole lot here recently. We probably need to get back to it. Yeah. Silly question of the day. One of the ones that I think has spoke, uh, sparked sorry, sparked the biggest controversies is if you only had to choose one sauce to go with, that you can could, you could only eat one sauce the rest of your life. Oh, easy. One condiment. That's so easy. One condiment the rest of your life. What would you do? Okay, we're going to go. You two said it was easy. We're going to go here first. Matt's really thinking hard, Actually, which I appreciate. I, I, I have pretty got it. Pretty oh, yeah. much I got it nailed. I do love I'm gonna some go, I don't even sauces think this is and condiments. But. I'm going to go last because I have no clue what I'm going to say. So, okay. so we'll start. Denver, go first. Oh, cayenne ranch. Slim chicken, y'all. 
Slim Ooh, chickens. that's an excellent choice. Great choice. Yeah. yeah. See, and then what's going to happen is, chicken. as each person <laughs> says it, we're going to be like, oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Cayenne Ranch, which Denver has got me on the Cayenne Ranch, without a doubt. Cayenne uh, Ranch Cayenne. From, by the way, we got to stop saying Slim's Chicken, and you didn't say it. I'm just saying it's a it's a platform it's that I want to build. Slim Chickens. It's Slim Chickens. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think I said Slim's Chicken. Oh, no, I think you got I, it right. I think I did. You said Slim's. Yeah. Oh, we can go bad. back and play yeah. the title. We'll go back. The yeah, I think I said Slim's. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. All right, so so Cayenne Ranch, Slim Chickens. All the way. Strong choice off the bat. For me, it's it's Chili's Ranch. That's what it is. Ooh, From Chili's? Chili? From yes, Chili's okay. specifically. That's a good, that's also, a good call. Also, Wingstop is, you know, the same thing. It's that Buttermilk Ranch. Yeah. I could put that on literally anything and everything, and I hate if you give me Hidden Valley or anything like that, we are enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Even like the powdered mix that you oh, make yeah, up. I'll, I'll, I'll die on that hill. It, it has to be Chili's Ranch. I'm pretty sure that Wingstop makes their ranch from Hidden Valley packets. Do you work at Wingstop? How do you know that? Like, was that, yeah. that's I saw, I saw I a think TikTok, y'all. Get I think that's oh, Slander, <laughs> and <laughs> your mic is muted for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they, just dump the, they just dump the wings in it whenever. That's what gives it the weird flavor. Right. <laughs> Okay, so we've got Cayenne Ranch from Slim Chickens. We've got another ranch from Chili's, the restaurant, that Chili's Ranch. Um, Matt? I'm going to have to go with Chipotle Tabasco. Interesting. Hold on, what brand? Like Tabasco brand? Tabasco branded. Some people use Tabasco as like a universal term for Tabasco branded Chipotle Chipotle. pepper sauce. I can... I've got some in the cabinet. Smoky, spicy. I agree with you. So good. I agree with you. Yeah. It is so good, dude. So good. Okay. Here's mine. I can't ever choose. I'm terrible at these questions because I always break the rules. I tell everyone else they have to have one. I can't come up with one. So I'm going to go. I'm going to actually go along with um, the restaurant theme. And I'm going to go with, I hate to even say it, Cane's. Fry sauce, man. That's pretty good. I'll give you that. Hold on, is it the pepper? fry sauce well, or is it cane the cane sauce? sauce? Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's an excellent sauce, choice as well. I don't know what it's kind of peppery. magic that they put in there. Yeah, I don't know, um, but it is fantastic. Have you so, heard of cane sauces? I think it's just the huh? knockoff version Have you heard of, of Lanes Freddy's Lanes? fry sauce. It's like a knockoff canes, but their sauce is even more peppery than that. It's really good. Who's Lanes? Lanes. I don't know. It's weird. I appreciate you guys sitting with me on this podcast episode that we're recording today. And uh, I can just tell everyone that's listening, uh, our worship team, so all of the people who sit uh, in front of house, which is the area with all the computers and stuff in the room, all the people on stage, all the people that work behind the scenes, every single one of us just want our church to worship Jesus with our full hearts and fully understand that we have a God that is worth our praise. So that's why we work. It's why we do week in and week out what we do. And it is quite the load, but we get to do it with some awesome people. So appreciate you guys sitting with me. Absolutely. If you're listening to this episode, go ahead and subscribe in whatever medium that you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music, we're in Pocket Cast, and lots of other places. So make sure to go and subscribe so you'll be notified whenever those things hit each week. Also... Make sure you get that Grace Point app because this podcast will live in that app at some point. And also, it's got a lot of really cool things you can give through the app. You can see what events are happening and also do different sign-ups and things like that. So, as we know, as Grace Pointers, we always want to show and share Jesus in everyday conversations with everyday people. Live Live sent. sent.